Come on, let's magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus, you are great and mighty. Dear God, there's none other like you, Jesus. Lord, we magnify, we glorify your holy name, Jesus. You are the mighty one, dear God, the one and true living God. And there's none like you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, it is good to be in the house of the Lord tonight on a Wednesday night. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of James, chapter 4. Beginning at verse 5, says, Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I like to preach on humble in the sight of the Lord. You can be seated tonight. Scripture teaches us that we're supposed to be humble in the sight of the Lord. And that if we are, that God would lift us up. He would exalt us. The world doesn't teach that. The world teaches us to be um, flashy, to put ourselves on display. Teaches us to be full of pride and arrogance. Um, one place in the scripture it t- talks about the things that are in the world. It says, talks about the lust of the eye and the pride of life and the lust of flesh. Um, that is what this world is about. This world is about exalting themselves. Uh, they're about putting themselves on display. Um, they are about making themselves well known to the eye of man. But child of God that follows God's word according to how he says it and how he wants to instruct us. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to be humble. We're supposed to be broken. Uh, We're supposed to be meek. Uh, We're supposed to be lowly. Um, Another word that describes humble is modest. We're supposed to be modest before the Lord. The world sure has completely lost that as um, everything that they do, the things that they uh, wear, uh, the things that they pierce, um, the, to, from the hairstyles that they have, all everything is about them. It's about look at me. It's about see how great I am or how great I think I am. It's all about the flesh. It's all about... Uh, reaping benefits unto the flesh. Tonight, I don't want to put myself on display, but I want to be, as the scripture says, humble in the sight of the Lord. And what that means, that means is that we, in our eyes, we are insignificant when it comes down to the bigger picture. And that if we come that way and we humble ourselves, then God will exalt us. And in exalting us, he makes us important. He makes our lives important, but I don't want to come in off back as if I'm something great, but I want to understand that in the presence of the Lord, I'm not worth 
much of anything, and it is only by his grace that I am here. It's only by his it's only by his mercies that I have an opportunity to come in his presence. So I want to come in the right manner. I don't want to be puffed up. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be proud. I want to be humble. I want to be submitted. I want to be broken. I want to have a contrite spirit in the sight of the almighty God. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us that there are things, well, the entire Bible teaches us that the things that we read in God's word are an example for us. We're supposed to learn from other people's mistakes, and we're supposed to learn from their successes. We're supposed to learn what to do and uh, what not to do. The Bible gives us a, a complete example, a great example of how not to be. Uh, you open up the book of Exodus, and you look at the life of Pharaoh. As God sent Moses into Egypt uh, to go down and to tell Pharaoh to um, let my people go. And God sent signs with Moses to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. You know, the word will go across and there will be signs and wonders. The God, God will show up in this place. His, his spirit will be mighty in this place. And it is com to convince us. It is to um, let us know that we are to humble ourselves before God. And we are supposed to allow God to have his way in our lives the way that he wants to. The Bible tells us that when Moses showed Pharaoh these signs, he didn't do anything. He didn't change anything. He wasn't humble. He wasn't broken. He wasn't submitted. The Bible says that he hardened his heart time and time again. And God brought different plagues. And about around the eighth plague, the question was asked to him, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? I, I got a feeling that God is asking that same question tonight. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? How long will you refuse to take heed to my warnings? Take heed to my word. How long will you refuse to repent? How long will you refuse to be baptized in Jesus' name? How long will you refuse to allow me to have complete control over your life? Come on, I don't want to refuse the Lord tonight, but I want to humble myself before him tonight, and I want to accept what he has for me. You can be seated tonight. You'll find out that in the life of a person that refused to be broken, they refused to be submitted, they refused to allow God refuse to humble themselves before the Lord, you'll find out that in their mind, everything is okay. Everything is just fine. But around everybody, everybody else can see that there's complete chaos. They can see that things are falling apart. And the question was asked, Pharaoh, he said, one of his servants came to him and asked him the question. He said, don't you see that Egypt is being destroyed? Don't you see because of your hard heart? Don't you see because you won't humble yourself? Uh, you're losing everything. Tonight, I don't want to lose anything in my life because I won't 
humble myself before God because I can't see things the way that it really is. There are people that they are losing their children because they won't humble themselves before the Lord. They're losing their children to this world. They're losing their marriages because they won't humble themselves before the Lord. They're losing their finances. They're losing everything that they have. God help me to see things the way that it really is and that I need to come the right way before God and I need to humble myself before him. I need to submit myself to his will. I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my finances. I don't want to lose my health before I decide to humble myself before God. You can be seated tonight. Because as the scripture says, he gives grace to the humble, but he resisteth the proud. I don't want the Lord to resist me. I want him to hear my cry. I want him to hear when I call upon him. I want him to hear me. Because it is important that we humble ourselves. It's important. It's so important that the Lord told Solomon, he said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He he said, then, then will I hear them from heaven and I will forgive them of their sins and I will heal their land. You want God to hear you then we're going to have to humble ourselves. We're going to have to be broken. We're going to have to be meek and lowly. I'm telling you, God don't hear the proud. He don't hear the high and lofty. He don't hear the arrogant one. He don't hear the conceited one. He hears the one that is broken. He hears the one that is submitted. He hears... Come on, he hears the one that knows that they're not worth anything and that he's worth everything. He hears them. He answers them. He he forgives their sins. He pardons their trespasses. He begins to work in their lives. God hears us when we are humble, when we are broken, when we are submitted before him. You can be seated tonight. Word of God tells us plainly, tells us that the the lofty look of a man shall be humbled. In other words, when there is arrogance, when there is a pride in the heart of a man or a woman, God is going to humble them. God is going to, if they don't, if they refuse to humble themselves, God will humble them. I'm telling you, it's better to be humbled, to willingly humble yourself. It is better to submit ourselves to the will of God, to the plan of God. You'll find out that Saul, before he became Paul, that he, he had an ideal of what, what God's plan was. He had an ideal in his mind. He had an ideal that he was in the will of God. Now, forget he was persecuting the church. Forget he was actually fighting against God. And he was on his way to Damascus. 
The Bible says that when God, he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And the Lord kind of knocked him down off of his high horse. And the Bible tells us, now before this, Saul had a different mind. He had a mindset of, I'm going to do this thing according to my will and according to how I see it and how I think it. That was his mindset. But when God knocked him down, he asked the question, and, and God said, Jesus said, Saul, why does thou persecutest me? And he asked the question, he said, who art thou, Lord? And Je he said, I am Jesus, whom you persecutest, and it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And the Bible says that Saul, he trembled, and he was astonished. And the Bible says, these words st stood out to me. The Bible says that he asked the question, what wilt thou have me to do? Now, before he thought he knew what he was supposed to be doing. He had an idea of his way was right. But when it was all said and done and he had an encounter with Jesus Christ and he found out that he wasn't right at all, he asked God the question, what will you have me to do? I'm telling you that it is so important to see things the way that God sees it. It is so important to go ahead and humble yourself and allow God to tell you and lead you and guide you. Or uh, if we don't do it that way, then God is going to, there's going to be an encounter with God and it's not going to be good. It's not going to be nice. I don't want that kind of encounter. So I want to go ahead and humble myself before God. I want to go ahead and get in line with God's word. Well, I don't see why we should be baptized in Jesus' name. Uh-uh. Don't kick against that. Don't fight against that. Go ahead and submit to it. Go ahead and yield to it. Go ahead and let God have his way in your heart, in your life, in your mind. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. But yield to it. You can be seated tonight. Go ahead and yield to it. Because you don't want to be resisted by God. Jesus stood and he told a parable. And he told them about the Pharisee and the publican. Now, the Pharisee came in, so-called church person. He came in, and he began to talk about, he just laid out a, a laundry list of how great he was and all the things that he does right and how he is thankful that he's not like other men. And he just gave a list. He just ran on down that list and talked about all the great and wonderful things that he does. And then he said, I'm glad that I'm nothing like this publican over here. But on the, the other side, you have this man that realizes, that sees things the way that it really is. And he said, forgive me, Lord, for I am a sinner. The Bible says that he beat upon his chest. He, he wouldn't even lift up his eyes unto God. And Jesus said, he told them that this man went home justified. He went home justified and then he said the person that exalts themselves will be made a base. That means they're going to be humbled. They're going to be humbled and it's not going to be pretty. But he said if you 
would humble yourself, then you would be exalted. Tonight, I don't want to be an expert tonight on how bad everybody else is. I don't want to be an expert on how bad everybody is and, I, and begin to say in my heart, well, I hope they've heard that word for them. I thank God that I'm not like them. I thank God that I don't make the mistakes that they make because the truth is we all at any moment and at any time, if we're not in the right spirit, are prone to make it a mistake. We're prone to fall. The Bible tells us to take heed lest we fall. In other words, we got to walk in fear and trembling and know that we're not worth much, but it's only by God's grace it's only by his help that we stand. Come on, I don't want to start pointing fingers at my brother and my sister. Come on, I want to realize my frailty. I want to realize my own folks, and I want to come humbly before the Lord and realize that I'm not much of anything and that God is worth everything, and I need his grace. I need his wisdom. I need his guidance. I can't do anything without him. We can't do anything without Jesus Christ living inside of us, dwelling inside of us, leaning, guiding, and directing our heart and mind. We can't do anything. You can be seated tonight. He ran that laundry list. He didn't, he just promoted himself of how great he was, how wonderful he was. I don't want the spotlight on myself tonight. I didn't come to make it seem like I'm something great or something wonderful. I know that I'm not. Bible tells me we got enough scripture to teach us that in man dwelleth no good thing. Enough scripture to teach us that tells us that there's none that doeth good, no, not one. That we've all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I understand that tonight, and I understand that it's by God's grace it is by his power that I'm here, that I'm standing tonight. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be arrogant in my way of thinking. I don't want to be prideful in my way of thinking. I don't want to be conceited in my way of thinking. I want to hear God's word, and I want to accept it. I want to yield to it, even when it doesn't feel good to me. Even when it's not what I want to hear and it may go against and it may kick against what I'm doing. That only means that I'm out of line with God's word and I need to get back in line with God's word because I'm going to tell you, God's word is true. God's word is true, so that means that I'm out of line somewhere and I need to get back in line with God's word. I want to be able to humble myself and be able to do that. I don't want to be proud. I don't want to be high-minded. And thinking that I got it all figured out. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us, talks about in the days of Rehoboam. And the Bible says that they transgressed against God's word. To the fact that God allowed um, the king of Egypt to come up against them. I think it was Shishak. He allowed them to come against them, and they surrounded the entire city. The Bible says that when the prophet came and 
told them the reason why the enemy is surrounding them and is about to come against them. The Bible says that they all humbled themselves before the Lord. They begin to call out to God. The Bible says that God saw this. He, he took note of this and he told the prophet to go back and to tell them that I'm not going to allow the enemy to come against you and destroy you because you've humbled yourself. God takes note. He sees when we're broken. He sees when we humble ourselves. He sees when we submit ourselves to him and submit ourselves to his will. Tonight, that, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. Sometimes things come against us and we, the first thing we say and we think that it's an attack from the devil. And I know the devil comes against us in so many different ways and I know he attacks us. But a lot of the times, some of the things that we, go, we come up against is because of our own decisions that we make. Decisions that is not of God. Decisions that ha- we didn't seek after the face of God about. And we, maybe we did and we got the wrong, we didn't get the answer that we wanted and we still went ahead and did it the way that we want to. Don't be deceived in thinking that everything is going to work out. Don't be deceived in thinking that everything is going to be fine. We will reap what we sow. We will reap if we, what we sow. If we sow corruption, we're going to reap corruption. I want to make sure that what I'm sowing is good seed tonight. I want to make sure that I'm making the right decision in every aspect, in every area of my life because I can't afford to lose what God has put in my life. I can't afford to lose every good and perfect gift that God has placed in my life. So I tremble and walk as I have to make decisions in this life and I hope and I pray that it's the right one. I need his guidance. I need his wisdom. We got to be humble enough to realize that some of the things that we're dealing with is because of the decisions that we've made. You can be seated tonight. Even then, it's not too late. You still can humble yourself before God and allow God to begin to work and allow God to change your way of thinking, change your way of acting, change your perspective. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want to lose my finances. I don't want to lose my health before I decide to humble myself before God. There was another king the Bible records, and the Bible says that he did wicked in the sight of the Lord as well. He worshiped the other gods, false gods. The Bible says when he was afflicted, then he humbled himself before God, and he began to worship the God of his fathers. Why does it take heartache? Why does it take pain? Why does it take losing of something? before we humble ourselves before God? Why does it take the losing of our finances before we humble ourselves before God? Why does it take the losing of our health before we decide to humble ourselves before God? Why does it take us losing uh, our loved ones and everything that we have before we humble ourselves before God? I don't want to lose everything 
that God has given me before I decide to become meek and lowly and submit myself before God. Come on, I have a Bible that tells me that I'm supposed to be humble before God. More importantly, I have a, the number one example in this Bible, Jesus Christ. He came meek and lowly. He didn't come riding in a Mercedes-Benz. He didn't come riding in a stretch limbo, but he came meek and lowly. The Bible says that he humbled himself unto, and was obedient unto the death of the cross. That is my example. That's who we should be striving to be like. Come on, the last time I, I read, we're supposed to be Christ-minded. We're supposed to be striving to be like Christ. He's the number one example. He came meek and lowly. You can be seated tonight. I want to be meek and lowly. And I want to lose out with God. I don't want to lose this great salvation. I want to hear God's word, and I want to accept it. Even if you may have been taught something different, even if you may have been raised in a different tradition, when it comes down to sin and in God's word, that's what we base it on. We don't base it on our own opinions and our own ideas. If it's in God's word, then it's in there. If it's not, it's not in there. Plain and simple. But if it is in there, I don't want to fight against it. I don't want to kick against it. But I want to accept it. We was out on outreach this past Saturday and came to, to the home of a young lady. And another brother was giving her the word and he called me over. And uh, we began to show this young lady. Um, she said she was baptized but wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. So we begin to give the gospel to this young lady and show her the word of God and what it says in the Bible. And then when it was all said and done, this young lady, she didn't fight against it. She said, okay, I need to get this done. Took her to the church. Holy Ghost moved upon her. When it was all said and done, she was baptized in Jesus' name. Sins washed away, remitted, no longer to be remembered. Come on, you want to be humble that you can see that. You can see God's word and you ain't take it for what it is. You don't fight against it. You don't kick against it. But you accept it. You embrace it. You apply it to your life. If we're not, we can't do it if we're not lowly and meek. You can be seated tonight. The word of God tells us of another young king. And the Bible says that he one day he sunk his servants, uh, to the prophetess to inquire the Lord. And on their way there in the, in the middle, in between that, they found the book, the law. And they begin to read what was in that book. The Bible says that they took the book back to the king, and he read it, and he saw it, and the Bible says that he, he uh, rent his clothes, covered himself in sackcloth. Begin to, begin to moan because he figured out and he found out that the turmoil that they was going through was because they were not obeying God's word. They weren't doing it according to God's word, so the curse that was on them 
God had already told them that if you stray away from my laws, if you, if you, if you go against this, then this is what's going to happen. And the Bible says that he sent them to the woman of God, to, to, to a prophetess. And she began to speak, and she told them, you go back and you tell that king that because he was tenderhearted, and because he humbled himself before God, that God said that he will go and he will, he will be buried with his fathers in peace and that he won't, he won't reap the consequences that God is going to bring against the people. Now, he could have had the mindset, oh, well, I'm the king, so we're going to do this thing. But that man, he humbled himself before God as he realized that he was wrong. He realized that the people was wrong. I'm telling you, when you see it in God's word and you come face to face with this perfect law of liberty and you see exactly what you are, don't turn away as, as if you didn't see it because you know you saw it. You need to go ahead and humble. Go ahead and submit yourself before God's word to God's word. Go ahead and repent and get it all clear before God. Go ahead and get baptized in Jesus' name and let him wash away all of your sins. Go ahead and humble yourself as a child and he will fill you with the Holy Ghost. He will fill you. You can be seated tonight. I want to be humble tonight. God gives grace to the humble, but he resisteth the proud. If you're praying and you don't understand why it, it seems like your prayers aren't getting nowhere. It's time to examine some things. It's time to make sure that we are broken. It's time to make sure that we are meek and lowly before God because I can't have God resisting my prayers. Come on, in the world that we live in, in this corrupt and wicked generation, I need God to heal me. I need him to be moving on my behalf. I need his covering over my family. I need him to cover my mind. I can't afford to have God resisting me tonight. Let us remain standing tonight. question was asked, Pharaoh, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? It's sad to say that some come quite often and never humble themselves before God. Never allow God to have his way in their life. Never allow him to work in the way that he wants to work. God wants to take that pride out of your heart. He wants to take that arrogance out of our hearts. And here's the thing. The Holy Ghost is supposed to be doing that. That's why we get filled with the Holy Ghost. So we can get that garbage cleared out. We all have been born with that nature. If we don't stay filled with the God's spirit, we're just going to go back to what we were. I want to humble myself before God tonight. I know I, I might not understand everything. I might not understand why it's like that. But still, 
want to go ahead and humble myself before him. You might not understand why we do what we do. Stick around long enough. Humble yourself, and God will reveal it to you. God will show you why we do what we do. God will show you why we don't go where others go. God will show you the importance of being baptized in Jesus' name. He'll show you the importance of being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He'll show you the importance of being separate and holy from this world. He'll show you the importance of not allowing the wrong things to enter in your eyes. Not, not sitting down and entertaining the wrong thing and the wrong spirit. God will show you that. But if we can't humble ourselves, we won't stick around long enough to see anything. I want to be humble before the Lord tonight. I don't want to lose anything in my life. You hear me? The rich man, there was nothing humble about him. He walked past Lazarus day after day. As he looked upon Lazarus as he wasn't worth anything. It's amazing the amount of people that walk past the church, and I'm talking about the true church. I'm not talking about some place that calls themselves a church, but they, they don't have they don't have the goods. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. He walked past Lazarus as he fared sumptuously because everything was great and wonderful in his life. But that rich man came to a place where he was humble. Unfortunately, he lifted up his eyes in hell. He was brought very low. Very low. I don't want to take it I don't want to run a risk being separated from God for eternity before I open up my eyes and then I want to humble myself. It's too late then. It is also too late then. I'm telling you, we need to be before the Lord tonight. We need to be submitted before God tonight and allow God to work in our lives. I don't care what it takes. If it takes you crying tears, go ahead and cry. Let God break you. Let God take out of us that stubborn will. Let God take out of us that pride and arrogance. Let him begin to shape us and mold us in his image. This is real tonight. It is real tonight. And we are to be humble before the Lord tonight. God can't work in your life. Hear me. God can't heal you. And fill you with the Holy Ghost until we are broken, until we are humble, contrite spirit, where God can begin to shape and mold us. Let's lift up our hands tonight and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear Father, we need you, Jesus. We need you in this place tonight, dear God. Lord, I come meek and lowly before you tonight, Jesus. I need you. I can't make it without you. I need your guidance. I need your direction, Lord. Help me, Jesus, to humble myself before you. Lord, I don't want to be separated from you. I don't want to lose everything before. I don't want to lose my children. I don't want to lose my health. I don't want to lose this great salvation. 
before I recognize that I need to be broken. These altars, but tonight I ask, I pray, I pray that you come down here willingly, broken before the Lord with your hearts lifted up, with your hands calling out upon the name of Jesus. Lord, I need you. I can't make it without you. I need you to touch me one more time. I need you to begin to get rid of some things in my heart once again, Lord. I need you, Jesus. Come on, let's call upon him. Oh yeah. We 